Hi, good morning and welcome to the um, ZP vlog. Um, every Sunday at 8am um, London time we like to do a vlog and podcast. So you can follow this, um, let's say this vlog um, and podcast afterwards. They're left up on YouTube or we also um, put them out as a, as a podcast as well. So let me um, jump into it and say that um, this podcast is really a mix of mostly news um, from Zimmer Peacock and sometimes, you know, comments as well. And so some of the news that we've put out there this week, we have a very active team. Um, it, the, the, company's, it, the company demographic is actually quite young. And so this is a nice um, image if you're watching on the vlog of... Um, some of the um, team in actually in Scotland and the this team in Scotland are actually pushing for a facility in Scotland. So we just put a little note out onto the um, websites and, you know, just really asking the question, you know, if anyone can recommend a site for us in Scotland, we'd be delighted to um, hear about it. So um, we're appreciative of our team. And we're also appreciative of their ideas. And we're also appreciative that, at Zimmer and Peacock, you know, we want to be a global organization. And so, you know, having facilities um, in different countries, I mean, in the UK, I mean, you know, the UK is made up of at least England, Wales, um, Scotland and Northern Ireland. And we actually have offices in England and in Wales. And so, you know, obviously our, our desire for uh, growth means that, you know, we'll obviously look at these, you know, look at the whole region. Um, now, we ask a rhetorical question on the website as well this this week. We ask the question, you know, um, what makes a company strong in some ways? And the, and the answer is it's really the team. Um, you know, at Zimmer and Peacock, you know, we have a couple of founders, but we're not under any illusion that, you know, it's necessarily us that makes the team strong. Um, in reality, what makes the team strong is actually, oh, sorry, what makes the company strong is the team. I just want to say hi to Aftab um, very quickly. Thank you, Aftab, for joining this morning. Nice to see you. So um, this week, um, our management team came to London um, as part of, um, well, really as part of management um, discussions. So thank you for the team for coming. And we do appreciate that what makes us strong is, you know, is the uh, management team. And I suppose... Um, on a different note, I mentioned it before, but um, Zimmer Peacock, we attended a conference recently in Antwerp called Best 2022. Um, and as part of that conference, we put together um, almost like a kind of conference diary. So I think the conference went over um, four days. And then on every day, then um, we wrote a sort of note, you know, about the day, you know, highlights of the day. And it's really a mixture of the social events and the science events um, that take place um, at um, conferences. So we were delighted to um, attend and we were delighted um, to meet all the sort of um, delegates. And as a sort of return of favour, we also then put out a, um, a diary really about the day. Um, and we hope to attend again um, next year. So thank you to the um, ZP engineer who put together the diary whilst we were there. Um, we're also um, just recently in Spain um, attended what's called the AATD, sorry, ATTD, 
the advanced technologies and treatments for diabetes. So this was a conference. Myself and a um, couple of engineers um, attended that. And that was really focused around um, CGM, continuous glucose um, monitoring. And so, again, we um, put some pictures up there, put some notes up there um, about um, that conference. And it might be um, interesting. So, as I say, you know, it's a mixture of, you know, this vlog and podcast is really a mixture of things that we've been doing um, during the week. And as I say, we, we, if you're watching along on the vlog, we put a picture of the team arriving in um, London. And then I've also included a picture of us actually doing our meeting as well. Um, you know, it was pretty intense because we went from sort of 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. So, you know, appreciated the team. You know, we, we barely broke, let's say, for lunch or for break. So appreciate the team, you know, putting in the long day there. So um, it is good to have these sometimes to, you know, to get together and coordinate, make sure everyone stays on the same page. Um, and that's what we were achieving with our management team um, this week. Now, um, I also put a quick video out there this week about um, gold electrodes versus screen printer electrodes. Um, this is really part of our ZP Developer Zone webinar. So every Thursday at um, 8 a.m. London time, we have a ZP Developer Zone webinar. And this week, I just put I did a portion of it um, on the subject really of um, carbon versus gold electrodes. Um, I said it in the video, I said it in the webinar, but I'll say it now as well. You know, gold is a um, highly sought out commodity these days. So, you know, the prices of gold always track upwards and um, they can also fluctuate a little bit. And I'm starting to wonder, I'm not wondering, I'm starting to say that actually, you know, if you're really in, wanting to commercialize a technology, you know, and gold intrinsically feels expensive, you know, you're competing against people who want gold for jewelry applications, people who want gold as a form of kind of, I don't want to say if it's currency, but a form of money. Um, you know, gold has many applications, whereas carbon, you know, is a, um, it's a much lower cost commodity. And so, you know, if you're basing your assays, your electrochemical assays on carbon, then you're basing your, um, your business, let's say, on the idea that on a material that is lower cost. And even if the carbon becomes graphene, which is very key, very popular these days, at ZP, we can still make uh, electrodes from graph oh, that are graphene, and they are still lower um, lower cost than our gold electrodes. So I am putting a bit of a sort of message out there that, you know, um, if you're interested in um, gold electrodes, that's fine, ZP has them. But I'm at the same time saying, you know, make sure you take a look at the carbon electrodes because they are um, much lower cost. Now, another video that was also put out there this week, and it was also linked to um, the ZP Developer Zone again, which went out at 8 a.m. Um, on Thursday. We talked about the detection of arsenic in water. And I said it in the video, and I'll say it, you know, that the, the really nice thing about electrochemistry as a technology for doing your assay development upon is there's such a good amount of um, literature out there it didn't take very long to find you know a paper that was in some ways seemed very simple to follow um, in that paper they had just worked on um, 
glassy carbon electrodes. And so it seems an easy translation to go from glassy carbon electrodes to try out um, carbon electrodes or to try out graphene electrodes. So um, that was something that was a video that we put out there this week. We also had some inquiries about detecting um, alcohol in water. And obviously at ZP, we do have an alcohol um, sensor. And, you know, we test that concentrations like 2% or 5%. I was sort of testing at those concentrations because, um, you know, if you look at beers and alcoholic drinks, you know, the non-spirit type drinks, you know, they're often the concentration could be like 2 to 8%. So let's say 8% being quite strong. Um, but we did a video out there how we covered how we um, actually tested the electrodes. So when you look at the data on the website, we described experiment that we did in order to get that data. And then um, we also talked about how to rud ruggedize, let's say, um, our sensors so that you can actually use them um, in a, these more sort of demanding um, applications. So that was definitely something that we discussed um, this week. Now, something that um, we also discussed was, you know, at Zimmer and Peacock, we are, you know, our USP, our sort of uniqueness, you know, is is the um, development and manufacture of biosensors. Um, but as people like Aftab know as well, you know, biosensors is really just the start of the journey. You have to consider the electronics, you have to consider the firmware, you have to consider, especially these days, the connectivity to the cloud. Um, you have to consider your algorithms, you know, how to turn your raw data into um, into something meaningful. So that, you know, those algorithms can involve um, filtering to get rid of noise. Um, those algorithms can involve then calibration, how to turn current into concentrations. Um, those algorithms, you know, could be rejection because you think the assay didn't run properly. Um, and I said a lot there, but we did put a video out there and the video itself is almost 11 minutes long. And it just talks about, you know, at ZP, we're very used to people having um, an idea. And then from the idea, we will go to um, often the ZP Accelerator. And it's a good platform because we can literally start running the assay for real very quickly and actually, you know, giving the hardware back to the tester and actually get some real world data. So we have our ZP Accelerator platform. And then we describe the journey of going to what we call MVP, Minimally Viable Product. We talk about the journey then of taking the MVP and starting to customize it towards the um, actual what the customer wants to do. And then finally, there's, you know, like a third stage where you're delivering the hardware that's in line with what the customer really needs. And it can be CE marked. And um, so, for example, you know, when we make these electronics, we have to take them um, for sort of uh, electromagnetic testing. You know, we have to make sure that they're not throwing out um, electromagnetic sort of signals that they shouldn't otherwise be doing and make sure they're not interfered with themselves. Um, so there's a whole lot of um, testing that you have to do that's not really appreciated. It's not so taught sometimes at universities, for example, but um, there's a lot of regulation when you really want to put something on the market, especially when a CE market, um, same in the US as well. Um, and so at ZP, you know, we have several stages. We start off with ideas. We put them on the accelerator. We do an MVP. We start doing the customization towards what they really want. 
And then there's the point at which they really, it's the actual box, let's say, that they need to go to market with. And we also um, end up developing um, that as well. And we have a whole page discussing this. And we also have on that page as well, we also show um, videos of people using products that ZP has helped develop and manufacture that are um, CE marked. Um, and then finally, we're having um, at Zimmer and Peacock, you know, we're very industry focused um, and we absolutely make most of our revenues from doing work with other businesses. You can call this business to business. Um, but we're also very supportive of um, our academic colleagues as well. And, you know, and so we put together uh, products that help the academic community. We we sponsor many more PhDs than a company of our size really should, let's say, not should be doing, but um, does. Um, and we um, have put a video out there this week discussing um, the use of screen printed electrodes for te teaching electrochemistry. And I am very um, interested in this because... When people teach um, electroanalytical chemistry at university, they'll often teach um, about glassy carbon electrodes, um, and then they maybe go into a teaching lab and do you know some testing on what's called a glassy carbon electrode. Whereas I say in the video, the glassy carbon electrode is not a good representation of what we would actually do in the real world. You know, in the real world, electrochemistry is often applied to um, products that want to be low cost. Um, easy to use, um, no needing to clean or polish the electrodes. And that really comes down to screen printed electrodes as an example. And so we put a video out there talking about that you can actually teach and it's actually more economical to teach using screen printed electrodes. And I'm appreciative of my colleagues, um, for example, in India, who are really pulling us along on that. So it is appreciated. Um, so what I want to do is I also want to say thank you very much for attending the ZP vlog and podcast this week. Um, really appreciate, you know, the people like Aftab who come along every week and, you know, participate in this. You know, as you can see this week, we've um, been putting some um, diaries about the um, conferences we've been going to. We put some notes out about the conferences we're going to. We've had a busy week um, in London. We've brought the management team in from across the world. Um, and so they were um, able to meet and we were able to stay kind of coordinated. We've put a lot of technical information out there this week. We've put technical information about um, measuring um, alcohol, put technical information out there about measuring arsenic. Um, we've put technical information out there about um, using screenprint electrodes in the teaching um, environment. So thank you very much for attending. Um, we will be putting this out as a podcast as well. And if you've got any questions, um, take care and just drop us the questions and we'll try to respond to them. Don't forget, we do respond to most all technical questions in our webinar at 8am Thursdays um, and that was London time. So if you've got any questions, drop them there. Okay, thanks very much. And otherwise, take care and have a good rest of the weekend and a good week.